you ready? Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, and Scott Robbins. We just become best friends. Yep. Making sense of it all. Oh, I get it. And having some fun. Lighten up, Francis. This is the Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. All right, let's do it. The Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. I'm Jamie Markley. That's David Van Camp. There's Scott Robbins. A lot going on today. Okay. Uh, is COVID over or not? Well, the, the global health emergency has been ended by the World Health Organization. And a lot Whee! of people in a, in, a, in a whole lot of places in America, at least, are like, yeah, it's kind of been over for of a course. while. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, anyway, the director of the World Health Organization comes out and says, but that doesn't mean COVID is over. Okay. <laughs> okay. It's therefore with great hope that I declare COVID-19 over as a global health emergency. Mm-hmm. However, that does not mean COVID-19 is over as a global health threat. Right. The threat could come back. Yes. Okay. Well, there's already some new Omicron circulation nobody somewhere cares. out there. Yeah, nobody cares. Yeah. It's like the 16th, you know. Yeah. And for anyone that's paid attention, you have no trust in the World Health Organization mm-hmm. whatsoever. About as much trust as the CDC. So, yes, it's been over for quite a while now. So, yeah, okay, let's just get to this story and get it out of the way. There's part of me that's frustrated we're even talking about it. The whole New York City homeless guy starts threatening people, retired Marine, puts him in a chokehold. The guy's kicking. There's a couple other passengers that are trying to hold him down. It was obvious to anyone on the train. They didn't think the guy was in danger. The ex-Marine was not trying to kill him, but he stopped breathing. He died. And here we yeah. go. Oh, yeah. Now, and of course, the race baiting is going on because the person in question, Jordan Neely, was black. And the person who had him in the headlock was white. And so now it's, oh, my gosh, this guy was just strangled for doing nothing more than telling people he was hungry. No, he was saying he was going to hurt people. Yes, he was threatening people. Saying, I don't mind going back to jail. And if you go back, somebody actually found this, uh, a a subreddit online where people were warning about the Michael Jackson dancer. Yeah. On that particular train line or whatever, saying, hey, you know, just kind of don't make eye contact with him. And these are posts from like 10 years ago. People were saying he used to be cool, but something changed. Well, not only that, man. And I didn't know. I knew the guy had been arrested over 40 times. And some of those times was because of assault. Mm -hmm. So I'm looking at the Fox coverage of this. And Brian Kilmeade mentioned something that, honestly, I didn't know about this guy before. He spent time in prison recently for punching an older woman in the face. She has permanent brain damage right now. Really? Mm -hmm. Okay. All right. That gives you an idea of what we're dealing with. And I know, save it for some of you on the left. But the Marine didn't know that at the time. <laughs> no, but you're smart enough to know how many people have died on the subway over the last few years. How many assaults have taken place? This guy looks like he's for real. So you're trying to do your part to protect people by putting yourself into the situation and subduing the guy. Good for you. Absolutely, that's what you should do if you're able to do it. I know this about that guy. He didn't have any children, and he didn't have a puppy. 
Because had he had children and a puppy, there would have been pictures of him holding a puppy and his child. Oh, oh you're talking Neely. about Neely, yeah, not Neely. the Marine. Yeah, not the Marine. No, Neely. Right. Because we still have we still have the pictures of him dancing like Michael Jackson. Very, yeah. you know, that's supposed to be endearing. He just wants to dance, Jamie. Here's the Fox uh, version of the story this morning. Overnight, a big crowd of protesters flooding the streets, demanding justice for Jordan Neely and nearly shutting down the Manhattan Bridge. The protesters also threatening to burn down a local police precinct ah. if they don't get their way. Throw him in jail for that. You see what? You make it th- you're going to burn this down, are you? Well, really? yeah. I mean, that, that's very insurrection-y, isn't it? Very much so. We're going to burn it down. No, you're not. <laughs> Oh, original. Oh, you already got it. Yeah. I, to be honest. I will say, though, uh, the drum beat there is a nice, refreshing switch from what yeah. it usually is. That's a pretty good beat that they laid down there. Okay, how many people in that protest do you suppose are being paid? Um, directly for that or just to be an activist? To be an activist. Oh, uh, probably half okay yeah i mean they're they're like a different version of the avengers they just wait (laughs) for you know some black person to be killed at the hands of maybe a white person and then they go into action and it's protest time that's what they're just waiting for all the time the report goes on witnesses say the homeless man was on the subway acting erratically threatening passengers and shouting i don't care if i go to jail that's when a 24 year old retired marine put him in a chokehold and several other passengers held neely down neely's aunt says her nephew had a history of mental illness explaining quote as his aunt as his blood i was crying out for medical help for my nephew but everything was about insurance doctors knew his condition he needed to be treated he wasn't a bad person okay all right listen i'm trying not to judge but i do have questions and i think they're fair questions all right the aunt comes in and says hey not a bad person okay why didn't you give him a place to live then all of a sudden i hear you know the family members are the guy was homeless right yeah mental issues why was he not living with someone then no answers. No one even wants to ask the question. No, well, probably because he wouldn't. You wouldn't feel safe, right? But uh, you can't have that get in the way of yeah. the narrative from the ABCs, NBCs, CNNs, no. and we'll get to all that crap later. It's well, disgusting. Ask anybody who's ever worked in an ER. The concerned fifty-seven family members all show up when the person's been shot or stabbed. Is that what happens? They're all there. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> All right. So what's this piece of audio you have, David? Oh, yeah. New York City public advocate Jamani Williams was on CNN this morning. And listen to how how much this was sanitized uh, to make a point or to try to push a narrative here. Okay. Well, so first, the baseline that we know, uh, there was a homeless man uh, that uh, was talking about his needs. He was choked to death. That is what's happened. Um, He was talking about his needs. He was screaming at people, threatening people. Yeah, saying, I don't care if I go back to jail. I don't care if I die. Right. Yeah, that's not talking about your needs. That's not just saying I'm hungry. But the whole whole narrative right now that's being crafted by the left and and a lot of media is that this was just a desperate guy who wanted food and he was murdered for it. Well, that didn't happen. That's because they're the enemy of the people. What they want to do is divide people. We've been told he's just like Jesus. Oh, from some woke pastor? Yeah. Yeah. 
that's never read a Bible, I'm guessing? Um, I do agree about an investigation. I think that should start with charges. Uh, lots of things can happen after the charges. But when you have a man who was killed on video by another man, uh, there should be charges that are put out there. And I think it's because it's... who was killed that hasn't happened. Uh, Self-defense. I think that's what most people came to pretty quickly. Mm -hmm. Reasonable people. You know, it's also interesting as far as media goes. Do you remember when that <laughs> poor Asian lady was pushed on the tracks and died? Yep. Yeah. I don't remember hearing, I mean, a fifth of what we're hearing about this guy that had been arrested over 40 times. Oh, no. That, I guess... Punched an older woman in the face to the point where she has permanent brain damage. And it's all this weeping and wailing for this person. But the little Asian lady that was pushed onto the tracks and died, you didn't hear freaking crap about her. Those people are disgusting. In the media, on the left. They are bad freaking people. Use all this just to divide people. You don't care. You just wait for something like this to happen. It's freaking disgusting. Hope they rot in hell. I really do, man. Got a lot of hate in my heart today. I'm just Whoa, telling you. Man, no kidding. I've had it, man. How can you go on and say you're about justice when you treat stories like this and divide people on purpose? It's freaking evil. No, it's not new. No, it's not. All right, moving on. John Kirby. What is John Kirby talking about? This was almost comical here, and it, but it is it is not funny actually, uh, and it's really disheartening that so many people in the White House press corps, you know, defenders of democracy and whatever, found it to be funny and cute and all this stuff. A whistleblower claims to have had or have evidence of a bribery scheme involving Joe Biden and a foreign national from the time when Vice President or when Joe Biden was Vice President. And White House spokesman John Kirby was asked about it yesterday, and boy, he couldn't get out of there fast enough. Oh, I bet, man. Uh, what, what's the White House's response to this serious corruption allegation? I'm going to have to refer you to the Justice Department on that. I, I have nothing for you on that today. No, do you know what this is? What country this pertains to or what policy decision? I have nothing for you, sir. I'm going to have to refer you to the Justice Department, and I'm getting the hook. See ya. Thank you. Yeah, he's giggling. <laughs> he's getting the hook. Yeah, he's not <laughs> answering any questions, and we're never going to really find out whether or not Joe Biden was corrupt. <laughs> Isn't <that> so funny? <laughs> Such the a same, strong man. It's like the same, the same people that wept openly and cried for democracy because Donald Trump drew on a hurricane forecast map with a Sharpie. <laughs> Are like, oh yeah, there's guys saying that uh, Joe Biden was on the take when he was vice president. Uh, but, but John Kirby, one of the <laughs> spokesmen for the White House, he just he said, "I'm getting a hook." Isn't that really funny? <laughs> you know, and I think of John Kirby and some of the others involved with protecting our country. And then I see the story of a new weapon that Communist China is using against the United States, which we will get to coming up in just a few. Well, we got a lot of fun stuff to get to on the show today, too. A couple of pieces of audio I'm pretty confident you're going to be laughing at. All coming up right here. All right. The Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Happy to see this. Pete Ricketts, senator from Nebraska. Uh, warned during a foreign relations subcommittee hearing this week 
that the Chinese Communist Party is using state-of-the-art AI to create deep fakes and destabilize the United States. Uh, They're yeah. way ahead of the game on this. Yeah. Okay. So they digitally manufacture all this stuff. They alter voices, images. We've seen some of this happening just with regular people. Mm-hmm. With chat GPT. The threat of disinformation, he said, weaponizing information against the United States and our allies to divide us, divide our citizens, is on the rise. Again, he's not talking about legacy media. He's talking about the Chinese right, right. now. Yeah. I mean, if you want to know how our media does it, just look at the Neely story right now. You can see it. <laughs> said it's especially so because we have all access to smartphones now. So citizens and policymakers all have access to that through social media or other sorts of platforms. But the idea that our adversaries would try to use disinformation to devise is not new. And he talks about Russia, like back in 1980, mm-hmm. that would outspend the United States 10 to 1 when it came to misinformation. He said China is a global leader in artificial intelligence. And as I'm reading this story, all I could think about was the news that came out this week in an effort to prop up the vice president. Kamala Harris is now sort of in charge of the fight against artificial intelligence. Well, I think, Holy that, crap. I think that might actually be kind of good because I've come to the theory that she actually is just a human version of an AI prototype. Mm. Well, that's definitely a prototype. You know, you know, like how one of the things when you have AI generated images of people, one of the things that AI actually struggles with is getting human fingers right. So if you look at a lot of uh, false uh, uh, photos of whoever it may be, like the one with the, the Pope in the puffy coat. I think oh, he yeah. has six fingers in one of those photos, or oh, that's four right. fingers. They can't the the robot can't quite get it right. And so yes. for her, the way she speaks is basically like the Pope's sixth finger. You know, it's like it's almost lifelike, but not quite. Got it. Well, she's like the Scarecrow in the Wizard of Oz. Yeah, right. <laughs> if I only had a brain. Not to go too far off track here, but Robbins, didn't you fall for that one with the Pope? Yes. <laughs> That's what I thought. <laughs> well, I, uh, you know how dumbfounded you are when you see the picture? You're like, who put that on him? <laughs> and you're looking at this. Like he thought someone was trying to rebrand the Pope and he went along with it? Yeah. Or, started dressing or, in the puffy it, coat it, and the shades? It's chillier than he thought and somebody <laughs> gave him a coat to put on to go. I, I, don't, I don't know. They I did. did. I looked at it and went, holy cow. He, he is now. got a. Puffy coat. He is now Pope Diddy, by the way. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Pope mix a lot. <laughs> so, yes, Kamala Harris has been placed on artificial intelligence safety duty by the Biden administration. Yeah, well, they got to find something for her to do, I guess. I mean, dude, I don't even know which way I want to go with that. There's so many different avenues. You think about the different things that she's been put in charge of. And the first one that I remember was... <laughs> The border. Well, of course, yeah. You know, the border is secure. The bo- yeah, yeah. We also have a broken immigration system, in particular <laughs> over the last four years before we came in, and it needs to be fixed. We're going to have two million people cross this border for the first time ever. You're confident? Yeah. yeah. We have a secure border <laughs> in that that is a priority for any nation, including ours and our administration. Okay, we're doomed. Again, that, that's the verbal equivalent of the Pope's sixth digit. Yeah, that's probably true. It's almost human, but not quite. And you know she's going to be working tirelessly on it um, every day. 
It is time for us to do what we have been doing, and that time is every day. Every day it is time for us to agree that there are things and tools that are available to us to slow this thing down. See, the AI would never say that. <laughs> you can't make this crap up. No. Man. You just can't. That's that's really her. You can tell. Yeah. Uh, did see this today. <laughs> for Big Pharma, it could be the biggest money maker yet. It's the obesity pills. It's a shot, isn't it? Yeah, like it's, a Zempic and all that. It's yeah. a shot that you get. Okay, sorry. Um, I mean, it'll be in pill form at some point, won't it? Yeah, I mean, there are already uh, okay. weight loss pills and whatnot, but sure. Okay. But here is the thing, and I did not realize this before. Not ideal for patients, but the reason that people are betting on this, the Ozempic and is it Monjaro? Yeah, yeah. It's because you stop taking it at all, the weight comes right back. Yeah, if you don't, if you don't use it along with proper, you know, dietary and exercise uh, supplements, basically. I mean, you're, yeah, you're. It's just all it does is suppress your appetite, basically. I don't think a lot of people realize that. Oh no, they don't. Is Marie Osmond going to put on skinny jeans with Ozempic now? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Every time that thing would show up on TV, it got your attention. Well, it did, yeah. <laughs> but that's the thing. So you have to keep going back. Mm -hmm. And once you have a drug like that, that people just have to keep coming back for, I think that's what they were hoping for mm -hmm. with the boosters. Yeah. Until, you know, enough people reported, hey, this is a load of BS. Yeah. This is not helping anything. But with this, it's real. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I always thought, man, at some point your stomach shrinks. Like if you've dieted before and you, you know, sometimes it's some sort of fast mm -hmm. or even the intermittent fast and your stomach shrinks and then you get full quicker. But that's not it with this, apparently. Well, that's what that surgery does. It makes your stomach the lap band smaller. Thing. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, problems continue uh, in Chicago with immigration. <laughs> you won't believe it. It's straight ahead. The Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. I'm Jamie Markley, the Gen Xer. David Van Camp, the Millennial. The Sexy Boomer, Scott Robbins. Cinco de Mayo. Mm -hmm. I can't help it. Every year it's the same thing. I remember it's Cinco de Mayo, and all I picture in my face is Trump with the taco bowl at Trump Tower. Yeah, that's true. I mean, that was just a banger of a Facebook post, wasn't it? It was, man. It was like I guess that was it's a tweet. But e either way... Yeah, people lost their minds. That was campaign year. That was 2016. Yeah. What? It's so racist. <laughs> and he's just got a smile on his face. What? <laughs> we got the greatest taco bowls. I love Hispanics. <laughs> <laughs> I'm surprised you didn't brand them and Trump tacos and then start up a new chain of restaurants. Well, and you look back at the history, how many more people voted for Trump? in 2020 than 2016 and there were a lot more hispanics well people of color in general it's just interesting looking back on all that um having to see this story you know because there are a lot of people that are already coming across the border and it's supposed to get way worse next week and we've heard these stories about chicago and the mayor Lori lightweight saying hey we can't take any more Right. It's Greg Abbott's fault in Texas. Right. Uh, okay, whatever. Yeah. And you wonder, okay, where are 
all these people because we knew Chicago then was taking some of the people and moving them to the suburbs. But then there was a reporter in Chicago by the name of William Kelly. And, you know, he gets tipped off that the Inn of Chicago, that's, that's a pretty nice hotel, 300 bucks a night. Hmm. But wait a second, it's closed. I can't go in because people that are in the country illegally are staying there. Mm-hmm. What do you mean? And so he goes to go into the hotel and hotel staff is stopping him. But you can't. I have the audio. Here it is. Well, why not? Because it's private. No, this is a hotel. It's closed. You cannot it's closed? No, I just saw some people go inside. You it's closed for the well, why can't I come in? It's closed for you. Why is it closed for me? Why is it closed for me, though? I don't understand. This is a private area, so therefore it's private. You're not a resident here. Who are the residents? Get out. Mm-hmm. Beat it. So he ends up getting interviewed on Fox to say, hey, okay, what's going on there? I, that seems a little crazy. It is very disturbing. This is right off of Michigan Avenue. We already have the, the retail is fleeing due to violent crime. Tourists obviously have flatlined in the city of Chicago. Mm-hmm. Hotels uh, are, are struggling. Mm-hmm. And this luxury hotel is apparently being used to house migrants. There's uh, There are a number of reasons why this is uh, alarming. One, the city of Chicago isn't talking about this at all. So Chicago residents are being kept completely in the dark. Uh, the hotel itself, uh, you know, there's a lot of questions that I have as as a resident, uh, as an investigator. Well, what what are the code violations? What's the occupancy? What are uh, there? The, the lobby is uh, stacked to the ceiling with yeah. with furniture and lamps, uh, you know, and it looks kind of crazy. man. Wow. You know, sometimes there's parties going on at these places mm-hmm. where the people that are here illegally are, you know, Hey, man, they got to get their groove on, too, man. So there's tables stacked up and lamps stacked up in the lobby? Yeah. They're clearing out space to, I don't know, in the rooms to make more room that for more, people? More room? Or, I don't know. Sure. Or protecting their private property? I mean, they, they see what happened at that one hotel in Manhattan, and we're like, oh, geez, man, a lot of these dudes, again, we're not talking about single mothers with their children you're talking about you know 20 something dudes who are smoking weed and whatnot yeah. in the in the hotel room they said all right we're we're not going to let them you know rock star our place we'll we'll protect the the furniture <laughs> unbelievable so here just a little more of a clip talking about you know they don't know how much this is costing but if it's 300 dollars a night i mean you're talking about millions then what and then you hear 20 to 25 million the residents of the city, they have no idea what's going on. This hotel is completely closed to the public. Mm. Uh, Mayor Lightfoot is uh, saying that this is going to cost the uh, the taxpayers between 20 and $25 million a month. Uh, where is this money going? There's never really, to my knowledge, been any accounting. We don't really even know how many uh, migrants are at this hotel. Everything that's happened over the last few years is so much in secret. Remember the flights yeah. that would be in the middle of the night? into New York State, all of that stuff. And now, I mean, is exactly how the left wanted it. You have millions of people here in the country that are, well, for the most part, residents. Well, if your political expediency, you were screaming up and down about how you were a sanctuary city and welcoming, and you were like those evil cities in the South. Yep. 
you were, by golly, this, you know, they're always welcome here. Not knowing, of course, this was ever going to happen to you. And then when it did, now you're screaming, poor house? No. No. Eat it. It's the way it happens. But, I mean, there's so many innocent people that get affected by this. But the, the left doesn't care. Well, and all those people in Chicago will go right, right, right in the voting booth and vote for another mm. progressive Democrat just like they did last time. That's, that's exactly why after this right. last mayoral election uh, yeah. where they took a guy who was further to the left than Lori Lightfoot and made him the next mayor, I don't feel bad for people in Chicago anymore. If you don't have the wherewithal to get your ass out and vote, uh, vote for something different, then I got no sympathy for you. Yeah. See, I'll always say this for the people that have their whole life's business there and you get to a certain age, you just can't pick up and move and have time in your life to build it again. You're almost chained to it in a way. I do feel sympathy for those people because they voted the right way for a long, long time. One of the problems is a lot of people that would have (laughs) voted for a change have left, which makes it tougher. The people that are still there, man. It's just, it sucks for them. All right, it's that time of the show. Going around the table. May not be the biggest story of the day, but it caught your attention today, David. What's your story? Well, this is really interesting to me. Joe Biden, I don't know if he misspoke or if they had something on the books today. He's supposed to be doing an interview with Stephanie Rule, I believe, on uh, MSNBC. That's going to be airing tonight. Uh but he said that there was something else major coming this afternoon, and that's why he needed to kick the press out when there was a little photo op today before a meeting. I think we, we, we've got a lot of work to do, I'm, uh, and I'm doing a, a major press conference this afternoon, so uh, I love you all, but I'd like to ask you to leave so we can get down to business. So is there a major press conference, or was that just one of those, yeah, that damn stutter acting up again? And he meant to say interview, cable news interview. That could be. Aren't you expecting someone from the White House today to make comments about the death of the homeless man in New York City? Yeah, probably. I would guess. I mean, any chance they get to divide people, they usually take it. So I'm well, they guessing have, they happen. don't even have to. It's all being done for them. But they always pile on. Well, yeah. I mean, if you want, we always bet. I'll bet you by the end of the day there's going to be something said from the White House. A statement about that situation from or, the White House. Or Kareem John box checker's going to be out there. Yeah, it's possible. I, I don't know. You're on a roll, man. You've I, won a lot of bets no, this year. No, I've won none, actually. Okay, but so, I'm just asking. Might as well just bet on this one, too. Hell, I'll say she's not going to. I'll say nobody's going to say anything over the weekend. All right. Over the Put whole weekend? Down. Thank you. Yeah, I'll go wow. the weekend. Thank you. Uh, because there's there's um, a lot of pressure from Adams about, hey, we got to wait and see how this shakes out. Uh, okay. I'll just, uh, because right. the media is doing the job for them. They don't have to say anything. All right. I'm not going to fight you. We'll yeah. just see what okay. happens and All then right. we'll add it to the list. What's your story today, by the way? Are you looking at me now? Yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, Russian's parliament is expected now to tighten their regulations on gender reassignment surgery. Mm. Apparently, this is kind of a big deal in Russia. And you don't have to do much like you do, like here, for instance. All you have to do is say you are. 
Now, the reason they're going to crack down on this is is because it will dissuade young men from identifying as women to keep them out of the military and yeah. getting their heads shot off in the Ukraine. I bet, I bet, I bet there are a lot of people going there down are. that road right now. It's gone up like Holy tenfold. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, if it's like, hey, you know, wait a minute, I, you want me to go and die in Ukraine for right. this stupid war? You know yeah. what? My pronouns are <laughs> she, her now. That's exactly right. So now they're going to tighten the screws. Now you got to go through a bunch of hoops before they'll allow it to happen. <laughs> Darn the luck. Damn war. Okay. Just uh, Friday for my story today, I'm going to go on a lighter note. So much so that we could make this into a game. Oh, God. If you want. And you don't have to because it's just fun to, to go over this little survey that was done asking people. What are the brands that remind you of your childhood? Brands. Yes, just brands. Okay, and that that could be food. It could be yeah. toys. Yeah. Um, it, it could yeah. be a lot of different things. I'd say, yeah. yeah, let's go game time. Do you want game time, Scott? Playing, if you don't. We're definitely playing generationally here, too. So. Yeah. Okay. All right, go ahead. Yeah, but the, the good news is that I grew up poor, and you still collect toys. So... Oh, my goodness. Well, that's because I didn't have any when I was a kid, David. Wow. <laughs> it's game time. It is the current champ. He's been the champ over the last few years. The tough and gritty millennial David Van Camp against the wily veteran, always looking to make a comeback. Jeez. Scott Robbins. I'm the Washington Generals of this game. <laughs> the sexy boomer. Yeah. Okay, top ten brands remind us of our childhood. As always, it, there's 10 answers, and it goes, of course, 10 to 1. Um, keeping track, who will win this game? David goes first. I'll go with Legos. Yeah, it's always, right? Good, mm -hmm. good call. Very good guy, yes. Uh, that was number two. That's a nine-pointer. Good job, David. And to Robbins. Hot Wheels. Hot Wheels. Man, were Hot Wheels even around when you were growing up, David? Oh, yeah. yeah. Still? Okay, good. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I had the off-brand lukewarm wheels. <laughs> <laughs> that was number four. That's a seven-pointer. Okay, right in it, Scott. Good job. Yeah, Back one. to Van Camp. Uh, I'll go Nintendo. You know what, man? Number one, isn't it? Uh, yes. <laughs> a ten-pointer, now 19 to seven. Boy, he's tough to beat. Dang. Scott, to you. These are toys, right? I No, no, no. Brands. Things. Brands. Uh, G.I. Joe. The G.I. Joe. No. It's nowhere in the top ten. Back to Van Camp. Uh, Nerf guns. Yeah, that's a good guess. Uh, judges say they will accept. Uh, just Nerf in general. Yeah. That was number nine. That is a two-pointer. 21-7. It's like a football score again. Back to you, Robbins. Uh, you could really get yourself right back in this with the right answer. Yeah, I know. But I, I'm coming up empty here. Um, Brands that remind us of childhood. I'm going to say this because it does remind me of childhood, but I don't know if it's on the list. Probably not. Cream of wheat. Cream of wheat. Uh... <laughs> But you know what sucks about getting beat? 
It's one thing to lose. It's another for your opponent to laugh at you. Well, it reminds me of my childhood. So, Okay. All right. I've never had cream of wheat. I grew up with cream of sawdust. So... With Brands that remind you of childhood. Cream of wheat not on there, inexplicably. Uh, to Van Camp. Uh, I don't know if this will be the case uh, in the next generation, but Disney. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, that was number six. That is a five-pointer. It's 26-7. It's almost mathematically impossible. But it's still, if you got number three, I think there's a chance. McDonald's. That's a good one. Uh, no, 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 McDonald's and Van Camp remains the first. Uh, the one that I thought would have got you back in the game, Scott, for brands that remind us of childhood, Play Doh. Yeah, that was number three. That would have been an eight pointer. Monopoly was five. Silly putty on there? Uh, no, that that was like in the top 25, but not in the top 10. No, I couldn't say it was all toys because number seven was Kool-Aid. Number eight, Mattel. And then at 10 was Hasbro. There you go. Did that bring back any good memories for anybody? No, I mean, my sure. version of Silly put- uh, Putty was my grandpa's uh, old chewing tobacco. Oh, boy. Well, now, could you use that like the Silly Putty to, like, put it on a newspaper and then <laughs> yeah. the print would come off? <laughs> right, exactly. Four out of five doctors in your mouth. <laughs> recommend Skull. <laughs> Another story from Van Camp out of Texas that will drive you crazy, guaranteed, straight ahead. The Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. And we'll have to get to the Fox News ratings in the evening later. No. Holy cow. Daddy. Woo. Oh, man, I don't think they saw that coming. With Tucker gone, the whole thing is like cratering anyway david you got a story out of austin texas yeah earlier this week insurrectionists stormed the texas capitol protesting a bill that would ban genital mutilation of children uh a state trooper was assaulted business of the state was disrupted now the person who assaulted the trooper has been let out of jail with no charges you you storm a capitol building assault a police officer which i have been reliably in, uh, told is actually an insurrection, an attempted all-out coup. That's right. And the Soros DA of Travis County is not prosecuting that individual. Ah, no harm, no foul. Well, you know, hey, you know, we, we, we're, we're all about defending sex changes for children. It's unreal, man. Crazy. Uh, Attorney General uh, Ken Paxton went after him, quote, his, his contempt for the law risks encouraging more violent acts, especially against law enforcement officer, officers and legislators. Uh, Jose Garza, the DA, uh, his indifference to political violence is a threat to public safety and an attempt to intimidate those who disagree with his extremist agenda. You know. I don't know if you heard about what happened to the Soros-backed DA in St. Louis, Kim Gardner. Yeah. yeah. If she's going to resign. Well, and this well, is just, what, a day or two after she said, uh, you, you're going to have to come get me out. Now she says, okay, I'm going to resign. Mm-hmm. Well, and that was because the Missouri judge, Michael Noble, had said uh, he was appointing a special prosecutor to build a contempt case against Gardner because they had repeatedly failed to show up in court. Yeah. 
They just yeah. will not prosecute crimes. No. So she plays the race card. Ever since I took office as the first black female prosecutor in the state, people outside the city have targeted me to advance their goals and embrace it. Any reasonable person knows you're full of crap. Good Lord. This is the Markley, Van Camp, and Robin Show. Are you ready? Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, and Scott Robbins. We just become best friends. Yep. Making sense of it all. Oh, I get it. And having some fun. Lighten up, Francis. This is the Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. The Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. Thank you so much for being here. I'm Jamie Markley. That's David Van Camp. There's Scott Robbins. You want to go news update? Uh, sure. So uh, just about, I don't know, what, an hour ago, maybe a little less than that, mm-hmm. uh, the president came out with a, what was a surprise to many people. He said he was going to be having a major press conference this afternoon. And the people covering uh, the president's remarks were saying, well, that's news to us. So what, what's going on? The White House was saying, well, no, there's no scheduled event. Well, it turns out now the White House has confirmed uh, it, it was that damn stutter acting up again. Uh, he meant interview with MSNBC. Okay. All what? Right. Okay. True and international over depression. Yeah. 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 Whatever. It's all the same. I mean, it's people just helping him along with the talking points. Mm-hmm. Right. And it's actually good because this way they can record it. And then every time he loses his mind, they can edit that part out. Yep present him in the best way possible like the first 20 second interview well <laughs> i mean that way get all that edited out we've got no time left he you know gives up during yeah. a sentence they can right. edit that part out if you know holds near and dear to you that you uh yep got it um like to be able to okay anyway see yeah. you could just take that part out and make it flow <laughs> sort of like dear AI. To you then just cut there yeah it'd be something like that i think and then if it's something where he's, like, having a hard time remembering a name, they'll just edit it in there. Pretend you know? you, well, you saw her. Yeah, whatever. Yeah. That, that lady over there. Yeah. Yeah, he's fit. What? Cognitive test? Not even needed. They'll laugh at the notion of that. He outworks the youngsters in the White House. <laughs> they can't keep up. They try. And I think the history books will know. No one. Not done. The history books will note. Yes, that he's fit. 100%. I remember I got an A on the not to not test. When I was in history, yes. You didn't get a lot of A's, but that one. That one was a good one for Aced me, though. It. Not to not, that was good. Uh, hey, good news. Uh, the Department of Homeland and Security, uh, Mayorkas, he went to the border. You know who's not impressed? Border Patrol. Yeah. <laughs> Did you see what the union said? No. We have lying propagandas running this country in DHS right now. Uh, it's wow. true. It is true. There's no doubt about it. Um, I mean, if you were a Border Patrol agent, would you have any use for this guy? Nope. All I First would, thing you think of is whipping, isn't I, it? I think the horse whipping, yes. All I know yep. is that when push came to shove, he threw my colleagues under the bus. Yep. Because a bunch of left-wing lunatics on Twitter who don't know how horses function. Correct claimed or spread disinformation about a border patrol agent on horseback whipping a migrant coming across the border illegally by the way yes honestly i think we ought to start deploying horse whipping down at the border 
Oh, buddy. Sure. What we're doing is certainly not effective. By the way, I saw this also, you know, within this story, because earlier this week, you see the headline, well, Biden's deploying 1,500 active duty service members to the southern border. You're like, oh, is it so out of hand? We're actually going to stop people from coming in? Nah. No. No, they're not actually doing security work. They're going to be behind a desk and working on processing illegal aliens and doing transportation work. Okay. Yes, it's criminal, honestly, what's happening in our country right now. Uh, Speaking of criminal, uh, a lifelong criminal got choked out on the subway when he was threatening people. The retired Marine didn't mean to kill him by all appearances from people on the subway, but the man died, and now people are outraged about it. And the mayor of New York has spoken. Well, the mayor of New York, he he is he has said we got to let this uh, process play out. He actually kind of admonished Alexandria Ocasio Cortez and other lawmakers who have been um, fanning the flames here, uh, just because. I, I mean, look, I, I'm sorry, but the guy had a history of being an absolute menace to society. Now, the people who restrained him, Jordan Neely, on the subway, didn't may not have known his criminal history, but I think for the rest of us, judging whether or not it was justified, can say, yeah, the guy had a history of being violent. And not so, only that, but, I mean, he is threatening people. He's screaming yeah. at people. Okay, so they take action. And, yes, you find out later, oh, goodness gracious, and we just found out what he spent time in jail because he punched an older woman and she has permanent brain damage yeah. what was the story with a seven-year-old he spent time in jail because he dragged a seven-year-old down the steps of a, of a building and then tried to kidnap her real quick if you don't mind let's hear some nbc today show coverage no, gosh, today geez. to okay, see yeah. how that plays out <laughs> This morning, calls for charges to be filed are growing louder. Four days after 30-year-old Jordan Neely was killed on a New York City subway. The medical examiner ruling his death a homicide by chokehold. An attorney for his family spoke with NBC News. It would be incredible to me if the outcome of this was no charge, because how can you say that it's okay for someone to strangle someone? New York's governor calling the actions on the train an extreme response. Just looking at that video, you know it's wrong. No one has the right to take the life of another person. The city's okay. Yeah, see exa- how they do this. They are the enemy of the people. Well, well, one again. I, I, it. I know I mentioned this yesterday. It bugs the crap out of me when news reporters yes. at any level say the the coroner or the medical examiner has ruled it a homicide. Because that doesn't mean anything for the that that's that's right. what goes on the death certificate. That actually doesn't mean anything in terms of a criminal prosecution at all. Mm-hmm. And that that's a common misconception that that gets fueled because media figures are idiots and don't take two seconds to figure it out. Now, I will say myself as a reporter, there was a coroner uh, at Tazewell County, Illinois, years ago uh, when I was a reporter who actually called a press conference, so like a bunch of us reporters uh, went to his office, and he sat down with us for about an hour to explain what this ruling means when something is ruled a homicide. He says, well, no, I I just want to explain to you because I think he got tired of hearing local right. news reports saying the medical yeah. examiner has ruled it a homicide. He says, cause that Thought really you doesn't this mean in school, but you didn't. So I'll go ahead and let you know. Yeah. That, that doesn't actually mean anything in terms of criminality. Right. 
The other part, because we've heard the, from different people on the left, this man was murdered for being homeless and hungry and voicing his needs. Okay, so I hear lawyer for the family. Okay, is anyone going to tell us the family that's so involved? Why was he homeless? Good question. It's a fair question. Yeah. And people, well, I mean, sometimes, I mean, people, I mean, you know, he had some mental issues and sometimes, you know, families and then they, they end up on their own and, and they might choose to leave all the, these different things. Well, <laughs> then don't just play like, you know, this guy just loved Michael Jackson and dancing and he would dress yeah. up like Michael Jackson and people loved him. And then one night he got out of hand and this mean Marine vet choked him out. Oh, yeah. You're lying to people. You know, I read, I read a piece today and it's called The Hostage Taking, A Strategy. And it's defined this way. The practice is simple. Tie two unrelated things together. One, the public generally likes of or approves of. The other one is objectionable. Make it difficult to separate the two. They do this all the time. Yeah. We can all agree that guys should be screaming at people threatening to kill them on a subway. Yep. We can all agree on that, right? Yeah. But if you sympathize the character, all of a sudden he's a Michael Jackson guy. He's just a homeless guy doing yeah. this. Oh, yeah. We don't, oh. We're not hearing about how he gave of a woman course not. permanent brain damage or no. driving, dragging a seven-year-old down the street. No. We don't hear about that. It's just all. No, yeah. and, and like the Guardians, the Guardian had a story about him. Jordan Neely, man killed by Ryder's chokehold, was talented dancer. Right, exactly. His subway See? death was ruled a homicide by New York's medical examiner. <laughs> uh, was remembered as kind and loving. Exactly. Yeah, except for the people he freaking assaulted. Absolutely. Yeah, but you, you, mean, take, you, you take those two and you smash them together. Right. And you come up with a sympathetic character on the other end. And again, man, I can't help but think of this poor little Asian lady that was pushed on the subway in front of a train and died. And we heard nothing about her. No. Why? Because who was the person that pushed her? The home of color. Guy. Yeah. Right. Can't have that narrative. It's not useful to these vile people. It's terrible. Yep. Just create two it, narratives. Yep. Here's a totally separate story with Eric Adams. Okay. Talking about all of the people here illegally. And remember when he was going after Greg Abbott, governor of Texas. I mean, there was a lot of race baiting language yeah. used. Yeah. Well, he, he suggested that the governor of Texas is a racist because he's sending a bunch of migrants to cities that happen to have black mayors. In reality, he's sending migrants to sanctuary cities, and he's actually not just sending migrants to black-led cities either. Philadelphia, I believe, has a white mayor. Buses have shown up there as well. Yeah. It's, it's sanctuary cities. It has nothing to do with anybody's skin color. Uh, Eric Adams, though, he got caught up in his talking points about this on CNN. Okay. Well, let's be clear here. Clear here. Uh, it, it was placed in quotes on one of the front pages of our paper that I called him a racist. It was placed in quotes. I never said that. I mean, I didn't say that you called no, him I just, a racist, no, I, I but said you, you said did. he was sending it to all black-led cities, right? right? I, I want to be clear. I, I said the front pages of the Post, not you. Yeah. That's what they stated. What I'm making clear of the fact, and not based on my opinion, he sent them to New York City, Washington, D.C., Chicago, Denver, but also all of, Philadelphia, which has a white mayor. All of the, all of the, I have not received any reports from Philadelphia. I believe that he sent them to black cities. I mean, mayors where black mayors are. And I don't know if it's, if it's to undermine uh, these large cities that are run by black mayors because of his political agenda. I don't know if he's doing it before the race. I'm giving the facts of where he has sent them to. Washington, okay. D.C. Dude, this guy, it's in a circle. Yeah, well, let me give you facts. All of those cities have one thing in common. 
They're sanctuary cities. Run by Democrats. But go on, Eric. Uh, these are uh, cities that have black mayors. And that is a fact. That is not my opinion. And that she is not defining you. why he's doing it. I'm laying out the facts. But, but you acknowledge, I mean, I'm, we, we did the research. He did send them to Philadelphia as well. Does that change your view? No, not at politics? all. Well, it should. Does that mayor identify as black now? Can you do that? <laughs> did they change the rules? Yeah. In this one instance, yes. <laughs> Absolute joke. Okay. Man, there's so much to get to today. All right. We haven't gotten yet to, and there was a piece in the Wall Street Journal, opinion piece, the U.S. Navy's Bud Light moment. Oh, gosh. Here we go again. Well, it, Navy trying to recruit? How about uh, Drag Queen? Yeah, that, that'll help with the Navy. We'll get to that and much more coming up right I saw this op-ed, Tommy Tuberville. Senator now, you know, great football coach back in his day. He's talking about the Senate Armed Services Committee. Heard some uh, testimony from the Government Accountability Office. The Navy's ship maintenance backlog tops $1.8 billion. Its aircraft are aging. American shipyards are in poor condition. The U.S. Navy is in decline. And we know recruiting numbers across the military down yeah. for a lot of different reasons. And he says, contrast that with China's military surge. The Pentagon's most recent China military power report shows that China's Army, Navy, and space assets are accelerating at a pace one American four-star admiral called breathtaking, if you remember that. Uh, we got problems. And his point is, okay, how did the Navy figure out, you know what we should do to rec recruit more people? Let's have this... Drag queen, do this ad. Well, it, it works really well. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Bud Light sales are over the top right now. <laughs> Doing really well. He, he calls it the Navy's Bud Light moment. Well, it is. He said last month he was telling the Navy's top officer, Admiral Michael Gilday, I respect everyone who serves this country. My issue isn't a sailor's sexual orientation or gender. My concern is that our new national obsession with sexuality, race, and gender is focused on self rather than on purpose, ability, or service. Isn't that the truth? Jeez. Narcissists all over. Yeah. I spent 40 years recruiting young men to play football. What the Navy is doing isn't a good recruiting strategy. <laughs> I love the way you just yeah. said yeah. that, matter-of-factly. Auburn is about to start uh, deploying an army of drag queens <laughs> to try to get those five-star recruits. <laughs> At the hearing, Gilday doubled down celebrating the Navy's floating LGBT poetry slams. And he wonders why he'll miss his recruiting goals this year, because that's one of the things they do. They have this poetry reading in the Navy. What are we doing? I don't know. <laughs> well, what is going on? Th this is the managed decline of America, isn't it? That, that's really what it comes down to. Some people would say that would be an offensive Saturday Night Live bit. Yeah. That is freaking reality, man. Poetry slams, LGBT poetry slams. Yeah. It's also yes. kind of confirming a multitude of jokes that I've heard from buddies who served in the Marines versus guys who served in the navies in the Navy. Mm -hmm. A lot of, a lot of jokes to that effect towards the Navy guys. I don't, I don't know how many Navy veterans appreciate those jokes being confirmed. They don't.
I'll swing my purse and they smash the don't. walls, said Barnacle Bill to say. <laughs> you have that out there. Uh, real quick, uh, I don't know if you saw where the EU has ensured that Dutch farmers are going to be out of their business forever. Mm-hmm. Basically, and they always do this. We saw it with COVID. You see it with a number of different things, and they're going to do it with climate change. Because this is such a threat to us, uh, you Dutch farmers, we got to take your farmland from you. Gosh, yeah. dang. Because the way you go about your business is not good for the environment. So we're going to take it over. And you're just going to take your... Now, if you cooperate, you'll get something for your land. Mm -hmm. But if not... And then you ask, okay, how long before that happens in the United States? Right now, we're just trying to fight to make sure that the Chinese Communist government can't buy our farmland. And again, this is one of these things where people will say it won't happen here. Well, I, I, I think this is, and I, again, I'm not rooting for anything, uh, and I don't want to go in such a dark position, but that's one of the reasons why the Second Amendment is so important here in the United States, because yep. it absolutely complicates the calculations of would-be tyrants to know that they're, they'd yep. be facing an armed population. That is true. Yeah. Look at Australia with COVID. Yeah. I don't know if we'll have time to get to the Berkeley professor who apologized for being white. Yeah, yeah. yeah she she's spent her entire career pretending to be Native American, and she got outed. <laughs> she literally said, I'm hanging up my moccasins now. That's not a joke. <laughs> we got to get to that. This is the Mark Van oh. Camp and Robin show. Oh, we got to get to that. All right, what biggest story of the day if there is one? Um, well, I, I just got some new audio that I have sent you uh, about oh. the— the gentle Michael Jackson street performer who was strangled on a New York City subway just for asking for food. Not so gentle, actually. Not only have we gone over Jordan Neely's uh, criminal record, which would indicate why he would have been perceived as a, as a threat, but now we've got fresh audio of him, well, using homophobic slurs and assaulting someone on the street. Whoa. Homophobic slur? Mm-hmm. Oh, that, that oh. may get ABC and NBC to turn around on this story fast. Wow, we'll get to that and much more coming up right here. The Markley Van Camp Erotic Show. I'm Jamie Markley. Jen David Van Camp from Millennial. The Sexy Boomer. Scott Robbins. News update, David Van Camp. Well, I think it's very interesting when you're hearing a lot of the conversation about Jordan Neely. This is the homeless guy who had a lengthy criminal record who was threatening people on a subway in New York earlier this week, and a retired Marine uh, took him down, got him down into a headlock, and unfortunately, Jordan passed away. Well, at one point, I mean, he's still trying to kick. Yeah. And then you had a couple other people on the subway, including a black man, holding the guy down. Yeah, because he was a threat to people. Yes. He was perceived as a threat, and there was good reason to perceive him as a threat because he was a a lunatic. And I don't think anybody wanted the guy to die. No. But when all the witnesses on the train are saying, yeah, we were afraid, and couple of people who have you know gone unnamed but have spoken to different news outlets have said we are glad that somebody intervened because usually people don't intervene that's right and that well, has, and then you had a bunch of people come out and say yeah i remember that guy threatening me yeah there's a video now that's making the rounds of this mostly peaceful guy right just a dancer just like michael michael jackson 
where he's dressed up as Michael Jackson and yelling homophobic slurs at somebody. Oh. And you can't understand a lot of it because he's far away from the camera. But yeah. it, it, when you read the caption, you can understand what he's saying. He's calling people the F word, saying a guy with a rainbow shirt on looks like a Not drag the classic queen. F word, the gay slur F no, word. No, the gay slur F word. Right. And then the guy filming him starts to walk away, and that's where we pick up this particular audio clip. Okay. I'll call the cops. Punch me. I'll call the cops. You gonna me. Oh, Swinging, man. Call the cops. I just stepped on your jacket. Stepped on your jacket. Later. Okay, who's saying stepped on your jacket? Which one? That's the guy filming. Okay, that's what I thought. Jordan runs up to him and then takes off the jacket, slams it on the ground, and the guy's trying to retreat while still filming. And he's like, oh, stepped on your jacket, Michael. And really, I just <laughs> kept the audio clip here for the part that you're about to hear. Okay. <laughs> What's up with that, man? Who <laughs> <laughs> <We> taunted him? <laughs> it sounded like that clip we've had on the show 500 times. Holy cow, is that funny. But you wow, still man. have people. <laughs> right. But you still have people out there trying to say, oh, well, this guy was just, you know, mentally ill. He needed help. He was asking for food. And it's like, I'm sorry, but there are some people. I don't know. There are some people who are just a danger. And yes. I appreciate it if somebody comes to try to intervene to prevent somebody from getting hurt. I, you know, No one yes. wanted to see the guy die. Of but course. don't pretend like this was a lynching of an innocent man. I mean, this is a guy who was violent. He was prone to violence. He attacked a seven-year-old girl a few years ago. The AOCs and the Presleys of the world out there saying murder. Well, It's so irresponsible. And all they're trying to do is divide people. Yeah. It's disgusting. What what was this? You had audio of some crazy left-winger saying it's twisted to worry about your own safety? And it really is. This is one of the worst people out there. And I think she really represents this sort of... Uh, high-class, silver-spoon, dumbass class that okay. wants to preach to people about, uh, you know, idolizing the proletariat or whatever. Oh, um, goodness. I mean, just, th- this is a lady, her name is Emma, I don't I don't remember how to pronounce her last name, Vigiland or something like that. Okay. She went to a private school with tuition of like $50,000 a year. Okay. And so she's one of these huh. ultra-privileged liberals right. who says that anybody with any common sense like, hey, I have a right to self-defense is a monster for it. This is her speaking on the left-wing podcast, The Majority Report. All right. Every one of us who's taken public transit has had this kind of situation, something similar happens, seeing someone struggling. That doesn't mean that our fear in that instance, and I was a little scared because I my, I, I was hit. It's a problem. Like It's but, people but, that but, need but help. I would, but like my fear is not the primary... Right. A primary uh, object of like what we should be focusing on right now. It's the fact that this person is in pain. <laughs> if you're getting threatened with your life, you're going to tell me in that situation, we shouldn't be concerned about our own safety. It should be for them. Mm-hmm. Let me know how that works out for you. That's insanity. So tired of these privileged white hall hall monitors that are going to tell me how to react and how to live. Her experience with violence, by the way, uh, was that one time she was on the subway and a homeless guy elbowed her. Okay. Okay, Just sit down over there. She goes on. 
Um, and so, like, the politics of dehumanization oh, privileges the the bourgeois kind of concern of people's like immediate discomfort in this narrow narrow instance as opposed to larger humanity and life it's really freaking twisted what do you do to help people that's mm -hmm. what i want to know how much money mm -hmm. are you giving to different causes that are really effective with helping homeless people i don't know i could guess if she's like the other liberal elite it's not a whole lot expecting the government to do it how do you start then viewing the get, world through that lens i have no idea no I it's mean, through privilege and then guilt associated with that privilege and being sexually unsatisfied i'm guessing <laughs> wow there's just a, a guess there's a hot take <laughs> i don't know again we're just guessing here what's that coming out of left field oh, <laughs> yeah I, I see i see some of these women and then i look at their husbands and i'm like well there's no wonder you're so frustrated yeah, yeah. anyway moving on to other stuff that's out there Okay, <laughs> I wanted to mention this. Glenn Greenwald, independent journalist. Remember, he had the intercept, and then he left because they were trying to edit what he was saying. That was years ago now. He was talking about the firing of Tucker Carlson, okay? And he mentioned something that I thought was really interesting. And I don't know this to be true, but we know that Fox really hasn't said why they fired Tucker yet. Mm -hmm. And it's been this sort of leaking of, well, there was this audio where he called, what was it, Irina Brigani from Fox, of the C-word, but they tried to masquerade that as, well, it was his boss. It wasn't his boss. And then there's, you know, another video that comes out where, oh, he called a woman yummy. But then you watch the context, and he said, I would never call her yummy. I was joking. And media manager, you can go bleep yourself. So all this stuff seems to have failed, but you still don't know why Fox really fired him. And Greenwald, on his own show, said there was a report by Ben Smith at Semaphore that shortly before Fox and the Murdochs fired Tucker Carlson, they had a call with President Zelensky of Ukraine. And it included Zelensky's concerns or anger about Tucker's views on the war in Ukraine. We mentioned this briefly. Yeah. There was drips and drabs. But Greenwald goes further saying... Some four strongly implied that there was a casual connection between the Murdochs calling Zelensky on one hand and the decision to fire Tucker on the other. They didn't have the reporting to prove that connection or to assert it explicitly, but they strongly implied it. And then the Washington Post strongly suggested the same. Said so, so even if you're somebody who is in doubt about the war in Ukraine or even if you're somebody who supports the U.S. role, isn't it disturbing? There was one person in all of corporate media who was a vocal, continuous, devoted critic of the Biden administration's war policy. That person is now off the air. I'm like, well, that is kind of interesting. And then he goes in the Wayback Machine, which I didn't even remember this. Or maybe you do, Scott. Or if you were following it, would you would have been like 15 years old, David. Said many of you don't remember this, but in 2002 or 2003, when there was a very repressive atmosphere for dissent over the U.S. war on terror and the invasion of Iraq. There was only one person on all of cable news who had a show who was opposed to that war. The Fox hosts all in favor. People on CNN in favor. There was one person on MSNBC who was adamantly opposed to the invasion in 2002. Does anybody know who it is, by the way? Are you going to tell me Joe Scarborough? Nope. nope. Phil Donahue. Phil Donahue, well, yeah, I can see that. 
said the longtime daytime talk show host who was known as kind of a left liberal, he was given his own MSNBC show around the beginning of their growth. He didn't have a very big audience, but it was bigger than everybody else's on MSNBC. He was the highest rated host. And he was fired in early 2003. And a memo surfaced very shortly after saying the reason he got fired was because MSNBC did not want to be associated with his opposition to the war. It was too inflammatory at the time. Wow. So you find that interesting, too? I do, yeah. Yeah, I do, too. So, again, trying to figure out why did Fox fire Tucker Carlson? And I tend to believe, and I think Megyn Kelly's been on this, that they couldn't control him. They couldn't control his message. And he sort of talked about what he wanted to talk about and gave his opinions. Um, but all these leaks trying to show something different, like earlier this week when it was the text to his executive producer saying, I watched this fight, I'm paraphrasing, and it was Trump supporters ganged up on this Antifa kid and that for a while he's watching it. He was like, I wanted to kill him. I could taste it. And then I had to step back. Something in my brain went off going, what are you doing? You can't think like this. This is not who I want to be. All of those things, right? But one of the comments was, this isn't how white people fight. Meaning ganging up on someone. Okay. Well, left-wing media. No, racist. Yeah, well. Well, and we all know exactly what he's talking about because if you've seen videos over the last three years that are all over online and it's a bunch of people beating up one person, well, it's usually not a group of white people. Sorry. That's just a fact, okay? But that doesn't stop guys like Joe Scarborough or your favorite Ben Smith from from just, oh, my God, it was just awful. Yeah. Joe Scarborough couldn't even hardly talk about it. So I have no words. He has no words. Not only for what we saw there, uh, <laughs> but also by people who are going out there going, yeah, but at least he wasn't woke. So we're going to, we're going to be okay with the most racist uh, rants that I think we've we've heard on national news in our lifetimes. Are you kidding me? What? How weak is Joe Scarborough? I, He's embarrassing. Okay, I, I'm sorry. I'll, I'll just call a flag on the play right now because just off the top of my head, any time a prominent African-American who happens to be conservative opens his or her mouth, they get slammed with the most racist... Yep language they i mean there are some of the words i can't say but daniel cameron attorney general of kentucky when he announced that there would be no uh criminal charges for murder involving the raid and killing of brianna taylor bakari sellers on cnn used to be associated with the obama campaign on cnn said well he's skin folk but not kin folk yeah not to mention all the phrases like the black face of white supremacy <laughs> for Larry Elder and Winsome yes. Sears, glass yeah. ceiling shattering politician, lieutenant governor of Virginia. She's awesome. A Marine veteran, yep. a black woman, an immigrant. Oh, but she's Republican, so she's carrying the water for white supremacy. She's an Uncle Tom. Not yeah. to mention the digital lynching that they're doing of uh, Clarence Thomas right now. Right now, yeah. I think Joe and Mika should do gender-affirming Karen switch roles. Well, they already have. They just haven't come out yet. 
Oh, do you want to hear the clip of Ben Smith, too, your hero? Oh, David? sure. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But Fox had been somehow in their own minds, I guess, holding up this line that, that you know, all these allegations of racism against Tucker and against Fox were totally false. And I do think this line about this is how white people, white men fight was, was probably may have been the last straw for them there. The last straw. They had that for months. Yeah. How is that the last straw? That doesn't make that any does, sense. That doesn't pass. I mean, if you are thinking about it at all, they knew the discovery from that lawsuit with Dominion months ago. Well, now all of a sudden, yeah. oh, this was too much. Yeah, like, That's not how white men fight. Yeah, like Fox News' lawyers had no access to unredacted court documents. <laughs> okay. <Sweet break>. Yeah. <laughs> but Absolute they just make nonsense. stuff up. That's it. They do. That's true. Okay. You know what we haven't gotten to yet? The interview with John Fetterman. I don't think a lot of people in the nation have seen it because it was a local thing. I think yeah. out of Pittsburgh, but I have some audio. Oh. But one of the reasons he was depressed, because the right was mean to him. Oh, God. Come on. Man. I'm serious. Oh, we got to set you up with the Friday Five, too. Coming up right here. All right. Good morning, Big Van Camp and Robbins Show. Gary Monkey, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Have to get to this quick. We've got to get you set up for the Friday Five. Uh, local Pittsburgh, CBS interviews john fetterman okay because he's you know back in the senate he was in the hospital of depression they set the whole thing up in the story just take it from there it's been quite a year for john fetterman he suffered a stroke a year ago returned to the campaign trail in time to win election last november mm -hmm. before succumbing to a severe depression that hospitalized him for six weeks oh i feel i feel fantastic honestly um you know, I know it was, uh, you know, a lot of people have asked, well, hey, how are you feeling? Uh, you know, how's your depression? And it's like, again, it's in remission. And, and I'm just so grateful to just feeling uh, feeling great. Okay, I don't wish bad on anybody. Okay, it, it's he's still struggling as far as communication. Well, I think sure. that that's, yeah. that's not going to end. Then the question, hey, people ask this all the time. Are you fit? I mean, I don't mean to be blunt, but are you fit here? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I mean, that certainly is very blunt, but my answer will be be blunt, too. Hell yes. And that's what I'm doing it. And, and you know, just the way any Pennsylvanians are, are working is that you just take it a day and day and, and, work, and work hard. And that's exactly what I've been doing here. Okay. All right. Wow. Yeah, that's tough, isn't it? Mm -hmm. It was after. I listen. He says campaign was brutal, especially the people. It was mean. after the brutality you know, uh, of of the the, the campaign. Uh, the other side is, is like a lot. Some people believe that it was one of the most vicious you know, political uh, campaigns. <laughs> okay. Why'd you go through it then, John? And people had you do it. And then as the reporter signs off, I don't know if this is an old school thing. John Delano. KDKA TV News. <laughs> that guy's a sock puppet. They're going to get team up with Fetterman. Wow, man. All right, we got to get you set up for the uh, Friday Five. Uh, okay, Scott, you had this. Somebody requested it. Yeah, that it was we're a request do... for one of our listeners, yeah. And this is to do songs with light in the title. Yeah, it was the passing of Gordon Lightfoot at the age of 84 this week. And rather than do top five Gordon Lightfoot songs... Countdown be over quickly. What we decided to do was songs with light in the title. Light. Okay. L I G H T. Light. A lot of good light songs. Yeah, there are. If you want to get in early, 210 619 2053. It's the Friday Five. Songs with light 
in the title. We'll kick it off next. Are you ready? Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, and Scott Robbins. We just become best friends. Yep. Making sense of it all. Oh, I get it. And having some fun. Lighten up, Francis. This is the Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. The Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Friday, that means our countdown, the Friday Five, starts like this. The countdown is on. You know what this means? It's our favorite time of the week. Anybody wants to get mellow, you can get the f*** out of here, all right? The Friday Five. It will test your head and your mind and your brain. On the Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. Okay, the Friday Five. Countdown we do every Friday. Take a little break from news. Although, today's countdown sort of incorporates news. And Scott's love of Gordon Lightfoot. Well, well I, look, I like Gordon Lightfoot, but it wasn't my idea. It was one of our listeners. Yeah, but yeah, you were like, I think we should do this. And I'm like, that's cool. We should do it. Songs with light in, in the, the title. title. Okay, but don't put me in the Gordon Lightfoot big fan club category here, okay? Okay. Before, I like Gordon Lightfoot. I don't, I don't like him. The number is 210-619-2053. Before we get started, David, weren't you under the assumption that Scott really liked Gordon Lightfoot? There's nothing wrong with it. Yeah, I mean, it was a few weeks ago. You put him in the Friday Five, didn't you? Yeah. I don't know. Did I? I don't yeah, you did. There was a, I, I don't remember what song it was now. I had never heard of the song. But but I like some of the songs. It's fine. I'm not saying that, geez, you're oh, always for yeah, liking yeah, Gordon yeah, Lightfoot. But I'm not know, saying that. I know what you meant. No, I, not at all. Oh, you had him on one of your uh, bits the other day for your trifecta. It's all good, man. And he was dead. Yeah. So how do we put this list together if you're new to the show? Well, we take these songs with light in the title. First, we rank it on how big a hit or how iconic is the song. And then ask, okay, does it stand the test of time? And then we put how much we personally like it all together, and we have our five. And it is a really solid five. We were going to do top five Gordons, but there weren't that many. <laughs> yeah. Who's up first today, Dave? Let's talk to Dave in Grant Pass, Oregon. Hey, Dave. Hey. Hey, Dave. Hey. What you thinking? Uh, you guys are great. I'm thinking uh, um, Lights by Journey. Well, you're oh, great, yeah, Dave. Yeah, you're walk it off. Great. Number you know. one. When the lights go down in the city. Okay. I had this at one. Did you guys? Nope. It was in my five. Yeah, it was in both of our fives. I thought there was another one that that probably gets played a little bit more. I got no problem with it being number one. No, I I don't either. I didn't have it as my one. I love that song. It's a a long relationship with the song when you've been around for a while. Mm -hmm. So you remember when it was out. My brother had it on A-Track. You know... And then I played it at rock radio and classic rock radio, and you kind of get tired of it. And then you hear it again one day, and you're like, man, that's a great song. <laughs> the vocal on that and the guitar, it's just great. Yeah, and you mentioned the A-track. I still hear feeling that way anytime with a clunk. Oh, yeah, After in between feeling drafts. that way, clunk. Yeah. <laughs> that was such a weird thing, It man. really was. All right, you got used next? to the way it sounded, yeah. Well, let's talk to Lon in Portland. Hey, Lon. Gentlemen, hello. Happy Friday to you. And as a fellow Boomer, Scott, I think it's quite all right to like Gordon Lightfoot. I actually Thank saw you. him down in when he was 72 years old, and he was still amazing. 
Anyway, my my song guess is what happens when our president wakes up from nappy poo, blinded by the light. <laughs> <laughs> number two. That was both Scott's and my number one pick. Wow, how did it not make number one? Uh, because I think we both had lights at like number two or three. And so, and you had this song down at number four. four. Got it. So the, that hurt it enough to where it, it wound up getting knocked down to number two. Got I it. just like it. My one Casey Kasem contribution here is that's the only number one song that Bruce Springsteen has ever had, and he didn't even perform the one that went to number one. That is true. true. That's because yeah, no one yeah. really likes Bruce Springsteen. <laughs> they just say they do, right? They just say they do. It's a Bruce thing, man. I think my personal like on that honestly would be higher if I didn't play for years and years and years. Oh yeah. And you probably if you ever played it, Scott, it would have been like the edited version down to where it was like a three yeah, and a half. I never song. really played it until I worked on rock radio. That was the only time. Wow. I put top forty was already I mean, I was you know, it was before me. Okay, got it. All right, that's a good number two. All right, so we already got number one, number two. Who's next? Songs with light in the title. Let's talk to Katie in Beaverton. Hey, Katie. Hey, guys. Um, well, hopefully I have number three. I'm going to go with, uh, oh, sorry, The Doors, uh, Light My Fire. Katie. Yes. Number three. Come on, baby, light my fire. Come on, baby, light my fire. Try to Okay. That's two seven-minute-plus songs yeah. in the top three. You're mocking this song, Scott. I, it's okay. You're I, mocking. I, I see you. Oh, the whole Ray Manzarek. Yeah the, yeah. the radio edit of this is just fine. There's no yeah. reason yeah. for the longer version. That long yeah. thing, yeah. And a very uninspired guitar solo, and it's just not, not very good. But I think I'm just burned out on that song. Sometimes, yeah, yeah, I get it. I understand. It could, it certainly could have been shorter. We should have mm-hmm. gone on Cinco de Mayo. We should have gone with Jose Feliciano's version. <laughs> I think we that have. That was it. also it. Yeah. Light my fire! Light my fire! Light my fire! Light my fire! I like that. I like the Scott Robbins version actually. <laughs> Scott stuff. Robbins covering Felicia, yeah. uh, Feliciano yes. covering the Doors. Yeah, Doors. Yeah, that's pretty good. All right, Friday Five songs with light in the title. We're just ticking them off one after another. Here Who's next? Are. Let's talk to John in Idaho. Hey, John. Hey, how's it going? John, it's going great. Thanks for checking in from Idaho, man. Well, if it was up to Dave and me, this would be number one, or this group would be number one every week. And I'll go with Rush, Limelight. Boy, here we go. I think David got uh, number four. for that one. Yeah, that's more of a, that's a Scott Robbins thing. It's okay. Although... I had this higher than Scott did. Uh, both of us had it higher than Scott. <laughs> well, this well, is I one just... of the harder Rock Rush songs. Yeah. It maybe rocks too hard. Oh, yeah. This is one of the harder Rock Rush songs. That's wrong. <laughs> I love this song. Yeah. I like it, too. I never got tired of Limelight. Yeah. Now, where would you... Would that be in your top five Rush songs of all time, Scott? See, Maybe. I mean, I don't know. It's, it'd be tough to get five songs. I don't know. That'd be a hard one. Okay. For me, anyway. All right. It's never happened before in the history of the show where we went one through five mm-hmm. in a row. No, never. We have a chance 
to go with an all-time record right now. We have we got one, two, three, four. Holy in a smokes. row. In Who a row. are you putting the pressure on, David, for <laughs> put, the next call? Putting the pressure on Lee and Peoria. Hey, Lee. Gentlemen, how are you? Doing good. great, Lee. How are you? I'm doing pretty good. Just a hometown boy. Uh, got kind of a hometown uh, feel here, so I'm going to go with sticks and light it up. Oh, yeah, light up. The, the streak and is broken. Honorable mention. Not quite number five. Close. You know, there's never been a happier song about smoking weed, though. <laughs> Chicago band sticks. I wonder if it's ever a time when you have a song like that. And the band just wants to go back and re-record it to take out the dated sound yeah. part of it. Weenie, weenie, weenie. <laughs> yeah. Or if the doors, well, that's not yeah. possible. No, it's not. You know, that sort of thing. Yeah. yeah, there are some musical parts that just make it sound well dated. Yes. Okay, still looking for number five, by the way. Who's next? Let's talk to uh, Anthony in Eugene, in Eugene, Oregon. Hey, Anthony. Yeah. Happy Fat-Ass Friday, as always, gentlemen. Yes, Anthony. Yeah. So um, I put in my headshot for the, um, for the extras in the new movie that they're um, going to be producing, and, and it's for um, the next moon landing. And I hope I get a spot in that extra. All right. Yeah. Leanne Rhymes, you light up my life. Wow, man. Did Leanne Rhymes cover that? Yes. I didn't she, know that. She did. Oh. And we have it. I think. We got the Debbie Boone version? No, no, no. Oh. I mean, no, David got the Leanne Rhymes version. He went and got it. And sure enough, man. Honestly, I don't know. How big a hit was that for Leanne Rhymes? I thought that was a pretty big one. Okay. I know for Debbie Boone in the 70s, that thing like was monstrous. 12 weeks at number one. It's crazy. Crazy. Yeah. Okay, the fear of asking questions that no one knows the answer to. Again, Ryan, she just like lives sort of a like life now that's just kind of comfortable, but not in the spotlight that much. Am I thinking of her in the right way? I don't. I don't know what she does now. I thought I saw something one time. It just seemed yeah, cool. I, I think she like, just sort of collects checks now. <laughs> it was like, the, which good for her. I know, man. Like, she was on top of the world there for a while. That's tough for anybody at that age. Did you ever see that movie where the song came from? No. Oh, I was going to ask you the name of the say, uh, actress who was the lip singer of the song. Oh, I don't know. It was Dee Dee Khan. Dee Dee Khan. Nice going, yeah. David. Way to go. Well done. Wow. I, I didn't expect David to answer that, but he did. Dee Here Dee comes Khan. the trivia that you just don't expect. All right, yeah. we're still looking for number five, songs with light in the title. We've got some great honorable mentions, too. I mean, a couple of songs that will roll them out there. Maybe this, oh, my gosh, I forgot about that song. Yeah. It's always fun. All right, the number is 210-619-2053. It's the Friday Five Light Songs, and we'll wrap it up in just a few right here. The Marcus Van Camp and Robbins Show. Jamie Martin, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Got a news update, less than 15 minutes, and the Scott Robbins trifecta.
Got to get to. First, we got to finish up Friday Five. Today, songs with light in the title. That's your number one right there. Lights from Journey. By the way, we're doing this because someone suggested we do light songs in order of Gordon Lightfoot. Robin's a big fan. Blinded by the Lights. What? Never mind. Go ahead. I'm a big fan. Go ahead. Blinded by the Light. Manfred Mann at two. Light My Fire the Doors at three. And Rush. Limelight at four. Still looking for number five. We've had some great honorable mentions as well. And back to it, David. Uh, let's talk to Chris in Las Vegas. Hey, Chris. Hey, guys. How are you doing today? Good. Great, Chris. Thanks for checking in, man. You bet. You bet. I got a couple of quick comments, if that's okay. Yeah, go for it. So a little while ago, you were talking about DeSantis and his position and how that was possibly going to trigger a transgender convention in Florida. That and wasn't us, man. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, yeah, Chris. Yeah. <laughs> didn't yeah, didn't somebody say that today. Yeah, somebody was talking about it. And, yeah. and um, so I was just curious if DeSantis is going to prep his local banking uh, region to be able to take in all those $3 bills that are going to come into the uh, to the uh, uh, community there. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> also, um, I just want to make your listeners aware, I'm thinking of starting a GoFundMe campaign to support uh, gain-of-function research for President Biden's brain. <laughs> <laughs> there you That's go. Good. I like that. Wow. Okay. So my guess is uh, Trace Atkins, every light in the house. How's that? I think that's good. I don't know. Do we have it, David? Uh, we should have it. Yeah, we do, man. Sometimes I'm like, okay, do we have that? Is anybody going to call for that? And Chris comes through and calls for it. Every light in the house is on the backyard. Why are you mocking, Robbins? Because you don't like country? I, 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 is that your deal? That's just too heavy for me, David. <laughs> Let it be known that Scott Robbins hates America. <laughs> yeah, right. No, no. I. Okay, all right. If you want me to play something you'd like better. <laughs> I don't even know what this is. That's it's Madonna. Oh, I don't know this one. <laughs> That was past your top 40 time, yeah. I think. Gosh, dang. Is that through a harmonizer of some kind? Of <laughs> yeah. course. A chipmunk-sounding yeah. Madonna. All right, who's next, David? Let's talk to Woody in Vancouver. Hey, Woody. Hey, guys. Love your show. In reference to your big pharma obesity drug side effect story, Jamie, I thought you said today's Friday Five was the top five Hershey Squirt. <laughs> <laughs> Markley did use the term Hershey squirts late That's earlier right. in the day. Yes, <laughs> it's a Joe Markley uh, classic. Anyway, go ahead. Time, yeah. <laughs> My guess, Metallica hit the lights. Oh man, he's bringing it, dude. Isn't that on your workout playlist, guys? Yeah. <laughs> Is that? That Hetfield singing that? Yeah. Holy smokes. Yeah, it's from Kill 'em All. Okay. Yeah. I don't think you have anything from Kill 'em All on your Metallica no, list. I don't, no. Yeah. All right. Who's next, David? Let's talk to Lisa in Oregon. Hi. Hi, Lisa. Hey. Well, so my my first my I wanted to say available light, but I know that's not on there. It's a deep rush track, and somebody there's got to appreciate it, but. The big one is Paradise by the Dashboard Light by Meatloaf. There you go. Number five. Going, 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 
How many colleges in the late 80s and into the 90s played this around closing time, the big dance song? Oh, yeah. That was a deal for quite a while. That was also a big wedding song for a while. Yeah, it was. For whatever reason. People love to get out there on the dance floor to it. I, I love making these references and have David look at you like, what are you talking about? I mean, I, I like the song, but... Yeah, that was I, a deal back then when mm-hmm. you were barely in diapers. Yeah. Was there a more bombastic song ever, though? Golly. Bombastic. It's just over-the-top voices and key changes and just zaniness all the way through it. In your record collection, probably. <clears throat> yes. I would say so. Yeah. There were a couple of honorable mentions. Right next yeah. to kill them all. Well, there may be one more it. bombastic one in the honorable mention category here. Well, it, yes. That was a big song. One head light. Yeah. Wallflowers. Yes. Uh, a couple for classic rockers. B. Boom, boom. Out go the lights. Pat Travers. Uh-huh. You know. Lights out. Lights out. Right. Oh, I love both. Yeah, that's good stuff. And then for all of my fellow Ingve J. Momstein brethren out there. That's a countdown. This is the Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. Okay, biggest story of the day, David? Biggest story of the day. Uh, well, I, I, I guess it's the continuing whitewashing of this criminal's past who was killed on the subway in New York. And they're saying uh, this Jordan Neely guy who was put into a chokehold because he was threatening to hurt people. Yeah. And they're portraying him as just a, he's just a dance enthusiast. He's just a Michael Jackson fan. And, and he was complaining about being hungry. And this evil white guy went and killed him. But then there was audio that was taken a while back with yeah. this guy calling another man a gay slur. Yes. How can the left support that? I don't know. Well, they're not really hashtag allies, are they? I guess not. So we'll get an update on that and the Scott Robbins trifecta. Straight ahead right here. Robbins Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. All right, before we get to the Robbins trifecta, news update, David Van Camp. Uh, well, I think it's really interesting. As I, I don't know if this is overly insensitive, but they're calling Jordan Neely uh, Bum Floyd. Whoa! What? <laughs> no, that's, well, they're that's, trying to make this into a George Floyd situation. Yeah, that's oh. that's the it's a sort of pejorative thing, you know. Oh, okay. it's yes. like yeah, because they're trying to idolize this guy, and it's a tragic situation all around. But you have a career criminal, obviously dealing with mental issues, threatening people on a subway earlier this week in New York, Jordan Neely, and uh, somebody intervened. A twenty-four-year-old Marine got him into a headlock. To restrain him, a couple of other people helped hold him down, mm-hmm. and uh, he died. And, yeah, tragic situation, but it is disgusting to me, and I think to any reasonable person who knows this story, how people are turning this into a lynching of some kind. I mean, especially given this guy's history of violence. And now what's making the rounds is, well, an altercation that he had with somebody on the streets of New York a while back where he's dressed up like Michael Jackson um, and he is looking at a guy wearing a shirt that has a rainbow on it and saying, you look like a drag queen and calling him a a homophobic slur. Hmm. And so then you pick it up with a guy recording it. Yes. Who then starts backing up a little bit. Yeah. All right, roll it. Uncle, punch me. Uncle, 
swinging, man, huh? I just stepped on your jacket. Stepped on your... Did Neely actually swing at him there? Oh, yeah. Actually did hit him. Wow. Okay. On your jacket. What's up with that, man? He mocked Neely because he was the Michael Jackson impersonator guy. Yeah. And I think at the end of the day, you look at this guy's rap sheet, and he did have a history of assaulting people who were not in a position to really fight back, including a yeah. seven, <laughs> including a seven-year-old girl a few years ago that he tried to kidnap, uh, and an elderly woman that he assaulted and gave uh, gave brain damage to. Yes. Um, and you know the thing is, is tragically, if nobody's in a position to get the guy the help he needs, then. Eventually, he's going. You're going to run across somebody who can fight back, and will well, fight back. And you, you think about this for a second. You think about what's gone on in the subways in New York over the last two, three years. Yeah, multiple assaults, muggings, killings, even, mm -hmm. and people see it all the time. And what? Well, you're just supposed to wait until someone's attacked <laughs> to stop it before it happens. That. Is that what we're to no. understand? No, I mean, the situation got so bad that the mayor of New York came out a couple months ago and told people to not wear headphones when they're on the subway. Right. Here's the other thing. Okay, and there might be an easy explanation for this. But reading about the rap sheet and all the assaults, he was also arrested a number of times on drug-related charges. Okay? Mm hmm Do we know exactly how he died? All we know is he went unconscious and then he was dead. Well, they they did say it was it was uh, asphyxiation or strangulation or something. Okay, that, that's what the medical examiner. So said. that there's no way fentanyl or something couldn't have played a part in no, that. No, they it seemed to be it doesn't that appear his airwaves were cut off. Okay, because he was in a, a headlock. It's interesting because one of the other people on the train, they were saying, I saw the clip of this earlier. No one thought the guy was going to die. They thought he was fine. Yeah. But you had to keep holding him or he was going to get up and start attacking somebody. Right. So, you know, what are they supposed to do? Well, what we learned from the left is, no, you just take it. During the autopsy, there should be determined whether or not he had any substance in his body. Yeah, but if they've already determined that it was actually yeah, that, from joking the, him. The main cause would have been that. Now, I mean, it could be that drug use had something to do with it, but... It looks like the main cause was he just he couldn't breathe. Um, I don't know. One of the things that has been bugging me is when they you keep hearing about people saying that the system failed this guy. And I, I I'm sorry, but I don't know what system you're actually talking about. If you're telling the government that they can't lock up people who are mentally ill. Putting a roof over that guy's head isn't going to help him at all. That guy should have been in jail. I, yeah, I mean, I, I mean, I there was an outstanding warrant for his arrest. Yes, that's just nonsense, leftist crap. Yeah. Because they, well, the system should solve everyone's problems. Yeah, what? And well, it's how? crazy to me that they're talking about. Well, the lawyer f for the family now and his aunt is speaking out. Where were they? He was homeless. Was it so erratic that, well, no one wanted him in the house? I could see that. That happens, unfortunately, a lot of times. Then what are you supposed to do? Right. Well, there, yeah. there does come a point where, and I remember hearing this years ago uh, with someone I knew whose kid was going through uh, a really serious drug problem, where a therapist had told the parents, 
you know, you know, you want to help your kid. Of course, you want to help your kid. You love your kid. But at a certain point, if they're not willing to or they can't get the help they need and benefit from it, at a certain point, the word, the phrase was, at a certain point, you got to change the locks on the house. Yes. And because you, you can only yeah. do so much. And at the end of the day, maybe it's not your responsibility to fix every problem that somebody else has. Yep. All right. Another news update before we get to the Robin Strifecta is Kamala Harris. Yeah. I hope you got your dressing ready because here's another heaping of word salad from Kamala oh, Harris talking to small business owners. Oh, no. Okay, roll it. And, you know, when I speak with small business owners and entrepreneurs, some of our younger small business owners actually self-identify as entrepreneurs. They're small business owners also. <laughs> but we'll go with whatever you like. Small business owner entrepreneurs. God. We're putting that person in charge of AI? Yes. Are you joking me? Oh, what the heck did that mean? <sighs> Some small business owners identify as entrepreneurs? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, if you start and? your business, you're an entrepreneur. I'm not. Uh, okay. What? what does she not comprehend? I don't know. That Well, I guess I'll call you whatever you want. I don't understand it. They're small business owners also. <laughs> and then the nervous laugh. I thought she was getting coaching. Again, I'll go back to the phrase. At some point, you got to change the locks. You know, there's there's some yes. people who are just not coachable. Yeah, I'll go back to you know I brought it up before saying you know you can work with Shaq all day at being a better point guard. He can improve his dribbling, but he's never going to be a great point guard. Goodness gracious! Jeez! All right, you ready for? Well, we're not time for Nimrod yet. No, it's Not the yet. Robin's trifecta. No. I got, I got, well, I got some Nimrods here to you talk do? about. You do? Yeah. They'll be holding back on me now. Okay, all right. All right, so I think Casey's ready to go. Let's get to Rock the Robin's trifecta. Do it. Are you ready? One, One two, three. Look at my It's the three most important news stories of the day. I hit the trifecta. Well, at least according to Scott Robbins. It's the trifecta on the Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. Every day at this time. The Scott Robbins top three stories of the day, always helped by his hero. I'm Casey Kasem. Hey, buddy. Looking forward to seeing you this weekend. Coming over? I'm ready. Okay. Three. Number three. Yeah. Uh, UC Berkeley professor has apologized for lying about being a Native American. Yeah, University of California, Berkeley. One of the more famous colleges in California. Uh, got a big firestorm recently as one of their uh, academic uh, professors admitted that she was mistaken about her racial background after appearing to benefit from it for years. Whoa. On Monday, UC Berkeley professor Elizabeth Hoover apologized for being, quote, a white person who has incorrectly identified as a Native American my entire life. Mm. Elizabeth Warren said, hold my beer. Having my family claim Native identity does not mean Native nations claimed us. By claiming an identity as a woman of the Mohawk descent without confirming it with other communities of origin and by not confirming kinship has been a political backlash for me because I culturally appropriated it. Now, she's not going to resign, by the way. Oh, no. That ain't going to happen. But she did say that uh, she has uh, given up and put aside 
all her ribbons and skirts and moccasins and native jewelry and dance regalia. Some of these things that people will use them, I will give them away because I no longer need them. Mm-hmm. She actually said I'm hanging up the moccasins. Yes. That's what she said. Yeah. Wow. What an insult to Pocahontas. Yes. I know. I, I do like this brave new world, though, of academia and left-leaning ac- yeah. academia at that. If you say you're a woman, you are a woman. If you say you're nat- Native American, you better bring the receipts. <laughs> yeah, how about ethnicity dysphoria? Yeah. Is that ethnicity, yes. Yeah, is, is Bud Light making cans with her face on it now? <laughs> Rachel Dolezal is a pioneer. It's she, just years away from being recognized. Holy smokes, daddy yeah. yeah. And the countdown continues. Yes, up to number two. The Scott Robbins trifecta top three of the day. Uh, the NIH is looking for volunteers to study the effects of castration. Yeah. What? This true story. Seeking volunteers study into the effects of castration on the human body because, well, the effects of removing testicles has not been extensively studied. Oh, they're doing it. They just don't know what the long-term causes will be or effects of these things. So right now they're looking for, they've got a big grant. They're recruiting people as young as 18 to uncover what it acknowledges has the unknown cardiovascular effects of surgically removing testicles on patients diagnosed with gender dysphoria. So actually surgically done. Yeah. Not like one of your buddies started dating some woman. No, no, that, no. That's metaphorical. Okay, yes. got it. <laughs> Just to make sure. Yeah, they're in the refrigerator. Happen, we've yeah. all had buddies. I know, yes, happened, right. Yeah. Uh, the doctor there claims that he hmm. is certain that chopping off a young man's testicles is a life-saving care. But we might as well, he said, uh, know what, what we track at the actual health of trans women after the procedure. So, yeah, it's it, again. They have no idea. Confirming None whatsoever. They're looking before, or they're leaping before they look. Yes, right. I mean, it's like, well, we don't know really what this does, so we better, since we're doing it anyway, we better. <laughs> might like, as well see find out, right? Yeah. <laughs> if people are dropping dead of heart attacks. I mean, look. Uh, yeah. I mean, I think what they'll find is that even though these doctors have a tough job, in the end, they're really having a ball. Yeah! Well, now. <laughs> you're going to say work and they're not talking. <laughs> <laughs> but not theirs, someone else's. Scrotum? I barely knew him. What? Huh? <laughs> Holy mackerel. Just now, uh, on with the countdown. Pirate joke in here somewhere? <laughs> About <Arr>. driving? <laughs> Whew. The Scott Robbins trifecta top oh, okay. three of the day. Oh, daddy. Up to number one. <laughs> number one. <laughs> uh, all right, number one, a majority of Americans believe gender is determined at birth. Yeah, a majority do uh, when it comes to college and professional sports anyway. 65% of American adults do not believe biological males should be allowed to compete in women's sports. 34% disagree. Now, in the youth, uh, youth sports anyway, 62% of American adults do not believe biological males should, in fact, compete against girls. 37% were said, yeah, you should allow it to happen. 77% of Americans surveyed believe it's inappropriate for teachers to discuss their transgender identities with students in kindergarten to third grade. Well, there are basics that you have to learn <laughs> Right. What, why should that be a concern of a kid even to think about things like that? You are free to choose your life any way you want. Leave the kids alone. That's all anybody's asking. This is what's at stake here. You notice you don't have a whole lot of girls that are identifying as boys that are just 
wanting so badly to compete against the boys in their sport. No. I have noticed that, by the way. No, that, and that's not to say there haven't been outstanding female athletes that have played against boys in different sports. I've seen it. Yeah. It's just you don't have a whole lot of people that all of a sudden identify differently than say, yeah, I want to compete now against the boys that I'm identifying now. Right. We don't have a whole Funny lot Funny how that. that works. Isn't it? Yeah. And there you have it. Yes, the Scott Robbins trifecta. Well done, as always. Thank you. All right. We got to get to another news update. There's been a lot of stuff going on. Um, <laughs> Mayorkas, Homeland Security. Yeah, the border's not open. It hasn't been open. Said it again today. That and much more coming up. The Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. News update, David Van Camp. Breaking, Hitler exonerated after footage discovered of him moonwalking on a subway. <laughs> it's from the Babylon Bee. <laughs> Today. <laughs> Satire site, of course, if, you, if you're not familiar. That's pretty funny. Yeah. <laughs> Some of this stuff, man, you can't make up anymore. You know what? Let's just get right to Nimrods. We got a couple. that We we don't want to lose these Nimrods. When the going gets tough. Damn it, this is too hard. The dumb get dumber. All right, Dan. It's Nimrods in the news on the Martley, Van Camp, and Robbins show. I love the poorly educated. All right. Nimrods in the news. Uh, we'll start in Atlanta. Guy was being evicted a couple of weeks ago. Still do that. Moving company showed up with some cops. Um doesn't sound like the guy hired the company. They were part of an eviction services team. So after the cops then left, then things took a turn. Three of the movers approached the guy, pulled a handgun, and said, hey, a white man said we could take whatever we wanted. Uh, uh what? Oh. So the three guys loaded three of the victims' TVs in their vehicles and then sped off. Police still looking for the men. They have photos of two of the guys who are identified as Kills. That's K-I-L-Z. Ah, yes. And Vaughn by the eviction services company. Kills and Vaughn. That's the new Fast and Furious spinoff, isn't it? It sounds like it, doesn't it? The tribute to Simon and Garfunkel. <laughs> <laughs> Gangster rap covers. <laughs> right. Then we had a 59-year-old man in Louisiana. And if you think, you know, fights among brothers ever stops, well... He was arrested after clobbering his brother in the head with a bag of frozen chicken. Dang. Dang. That hurts, man. Dang, yes, that it hurts. And then there was a dude on the Boston Police Department's most wanted list was taken into custody. Officers identify him thanks to a clearly visible neck tattoo that said Francisco. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's his first name. Okay. And a story that I really need to do, honestly, <laughs> some more research on for next week. About in Florida, deputies got a 911 call about a fight in progress in a residential neighborhood. The fight was with a pair of feuding goats. <laughs> oh, my. I need to know more. <laughs> Goat fights. Yeah. And that's Nimrod's in the news.